Hey everyone, we're talking about the coronavirus today, but as you know, the situation is changing all the time. We recorded this episode last Thursday, March 12th, so some of the details may have changed since then. I've put links in the show notes for websites you can visit to stay up to date. This also seemed like the right time to resurrect the beta cell newsletter. If you sign up, you'll get an email every other week with the latest in diabetes news and research, as well as interesting stories from people in the community. Plus, you'll get updates on everything going on here at BetaCell. And I promise it'll be short. To sign up, visit our website at betacellpodcast.com. From BetaCell, this is Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm James. I'm Laura. This is our quarantine episode. (laughs) This is the first time we've done this. We're all in separate locations. We're all at home. We're all at home. More than six feet apart from each other. Yeah. So our hope is that <laughs> Corona can't be spread through audio. But if it is, then you, our listeners, have it too. Welcome to the club. And we're all in this together. So coronavirus. Uh, have you guys heard about this thing? No, what corona is it? Corona what? You guys, did you, did you miss that news alert? Oh, I haven't been on social media lately. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Don't touch anyone. It's basically the moral of the story. Anything we're saying now could change. And it's just what we've heard. Yeah, this is as of, uh, what's today, March 12th, 2020. So I guess just to start off, what do you guys feel? Are you scared? Are you nervous? Are you... Petrified. (laughs) James. What do you think, Laura? I was not the least bit scared or phased or affected until like last night, I think. <laughs> and everything just kind of hit me. And then I was, I've been very stressed out about it today. So last night, uh, President Trump had his uh, Oval Office address and uh, shut down all travel from Europe, except the UK. Is that what freaked you out, Laura? You know what actually hit me is that I've been reading all these things that the people that need to be worried are, you know, elderly people over 65 or people with compromised immune systems. And I always feel so healthy and like I don't view myself as a sick person. And so when I read those things, I never put myself in that bracket until I like realized that I am a person with an immune or a compromised immune system. So I was... Then just being like, have I not been freaking out when I should be freaking out kind of thing? Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, we try so hard to seem healthy to other people that I guess sometimes we forget that we really aren't until those times where we actually do get sick. Like, I don't know the last time you got the flu, but it's pretty crappy. Right. Type one. Yeah, I mean, I have to go to the hospital if I have a sore throat because it gets so bad. Yeah. But right, exactly like you said, no one can see how sick I am. And then I I forgot that I was sick. Yeah, I, th- I think at first I was very much like when the stuff was coming out, it was like, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Um, Cough in your elbow. You know, don't be gross. Pretty much just like be clean. And it seemed like, okay, this is such a big deal. Why are people freaking out so much? Mm -hmm. Um, I think 
I've begun to realize just how disgusting most people are. <laughs> and I think that's concerning. Um, but I think it's also just hard. Like how many times a day do you think you actually touch your face and you don't even think about it? You just scratch and you just think, you know, and unless you're using Purell every minute to like make sure you're not touching something, you know, it's weird. Right. It's hard. Um, so here's a little data. This is okay. as of this week. It could change. Where are these stats coming from? These are coming from the CDC. A highly trustworthy source. From the uh, U.S. and China Centers for Disease Control, the New York Times, and John Hopkins University. Uh, and this is after a study of 44,000 or so cases in China. Um, some of these stats are from different places. So coronavirus, also going by COVID-19, that's its official name, 80.9% of the cases are are mild. Like they're not even severe or bad. They're, they're mild. So it's pretty, most people get it. It's okay. The people who have gotten it um, most recover, but there was a 3.5% death rate. The mo- people who are most at risk, people who are 60 and over, uh, the older you get, you get way more at risk. Um, I guess the nice thing, if there's anything nice about this disease, is that if you are young, you're uh, you're much less likely to die. Uh, if you're under 39, you pretty much have a 0.2% chance. And if you're uh, under nine years old, you have a 0% chance as of 44,000 people in the study in mainland China. Um, after 40, it slowly s- goes up a little bit. And then after 60, it really ramps up. But I guess what's relevant to us is people with certain pre-existing conditions are very much at risk. People with no pre-existing conditions, the average death rate is 0.9%, but for people with diabetes is 7.3%. But do you think that also has to do with, like just type 1 diabetes specifically has to do with people's management? Like, do you think a well-managed type 1 diabetic is just as at risk as a poorly managed? The thing is that um, we don't know. What we know is that if you're older and you have these conditions, um, you know, if you have especially cardiovascular disease and you have diabetes, you're very at risk. We don't know what young and healthy people's risk is like. Um, But what we do know is that any kind of infection makes type 1 harder, right? It makes you insulin resistant. That's why when you're the flu, you need a ton of insulin. But if you have a ton of insulin and then all of a sudden you start vomiting, then you can drop very quickly. Um, So I guess that's what's kind of scary, just being sick in general. And this is just another way we can get sick. But I will say that there have been 1.1 billion uses of hashtag coronavirus. So this is a (laughs) very media-aware disease. And I think that to some degree is fueling kind of the chaos. I'm sure it is. Um, Yeah. 
But, you know, it is more contagious and more deadly than the, than the flu. But the flu is much more prevalent. James, you didn't share how you feel about it. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's very hyped up right now. But also we're kind of, I think part of the reason for that is that it's like we're at sort of a tipping point where there are a lot of things that we could be doing right now that would prevent people from dying. And that's why it's so important, even if it is just like a, a more deadly version of the flu and you think, oh, the flu is not that big of a deal. I think right now it's kind of like somewhat containable or like, you know, we could slow down the spread of it. So I guess that's kind of part of the reason for a lot of the hype. I think the thing that got me too was like, even though I haven't been like internally freaking out, the reality did set in that you know, if we are following in Italy's footsteps who everything is shut down over there right now, right? So they have grocery stores, banks, and pharmacies open? Yes, some draconian measures because they didn't do enough at first and so now they're like isolating entire towns or right. kind of deciding who can live or die based on the resources available. So what scared me like hearing that is like, well, fuck, I mean, I need to stock up on diabetes supplies. Like say we are we are on lockdown and we can't leave our houses. So I called my pharmacy today and I like restarted old insulin prescriptions I had so that I can go pick up extra and tried to get extra of everything I need right now, just in case. Well, that's the, that's the real issue. Like, even if you don't, if it's not bad, like even if we're not dying, right. right that 15 to 20% of people still get severely sick. And what the recommendations are for people with type one or who are over 60, you know, people at risk is to basically stay at home. Self-quarantine. Yeah. Have a lot of, even if you're not, even if you haven't gotten sick to just avoid getting sick. Um, and so have backups of medications, household items, and food, avoid non-essential travel, avoid crowds, avoid high touch surfaces. So all your favorite hand railings at the train station, uh, avoid close contact with people. I think the the concern for us would be, like you're saying, if you run out of insulin and you try calling your doctor and you know they're they're already overwhelmed with people and you can't get through and you can't get insulin, then what? Right. Right. So you just want to have these things on hand, but also make sure that you have uh, kind of like your, your normal sick day kind of routine, have both sugary drinks and non-carbohydrate, like electrolyte tablets or broth. That way, if you do get sick, you can get fluids either with sugar or without sugar if you can't eat anything. I didn't think about that. Yeah, today, Jason got, we got like some meat to freeze. Like I got a bunch of, like eat bonds of pasta, tons of fruit strips, canned waters, and then extra like uh, Brita filters just to be safe. I think we've all seen this stuff with like the run on toilet paper at Costco. <laughs> and I don't think you have to worry about that. It's like this isn't the end times. And we'll talk about the end times later. That's kind of a funny thing too is like, Diarrhea, last time we checked, was not one of the major <laughs> symptoms. No. But I think people think they like, this is the last time they'll be able to go into a store for any basic necessity. 
the water is still running, people. Like, you can turn on the tap and you can drink it. It's not coming <laughs> through, you know, Corona is not coming through your pipes. Have things at home so that if you do get sick, you don't have to go out to get something. Right. Because that's really what it is. You don't want the whole point of this public health, prevent the spread of it. Because if we all get it at once, then we're all screwed because there's only so many doctors and so many hospitals. And so we know people are going to get it. We just need to slow it down. Yeah, so that people can manage, so that the health system can manage. And be prepared, yeah. yeah. A lot of people are, they're not losing their jobs, but their job, they're, they're not going into work. Maybe not making money. Exactly, um, maybe not making money. I know that my boss works in the TV industry and a lot of the shows that he works for have live audiences. And they're not going to be filming those shows anymore because of the coronavirus. So they're putting all of his jobs on a hiatus, which means that they're putting me on a hiatus if that happens. Yeah. Because they can't afford me if he's not getting paid. I mean, the- is your jo- are you are your guys' jobs in jeopardy at all? No. And I can I can if it comes to it, I can work from home. James is the boss, so. True. No, it's my job's tied to the market, and the market is taking a big drop. So um, it's definitely slower. Work is has has it been noticeably slower the last few weeks? Uh, the last few days. Last few days. Since the major market drop on Monday. Like yes. at first, we were still busy because people were trying to get deals done, but uh, it's definitely slowed down. And then that, in theory, could you know if that lasts a long time. That trickles down to how many employees you need. Disneyland is closed. Disneyland, Disney World, um, huge number of jobs. Um, that you Yeah, know, but I did hear that, that Disneyland is still paying their employees. They are, but if you think of that whole economy of Anaheim, all of the restaurants, the mm-hmm. inns, the hotels, those are going to be empty. Uh, planes, empty. Um, yeah. It's really so. crazy, isn't it? I mean, I feel like we're in like an episode of Black Mirror. Like, I just don't remember ever like living through. Yeah, so I think that's another fear if you have type one. Like, if you lose your job, you know, do you lose your health insurance? Do you lose your uh, ability to pay for insulin? Um, and I guess that's another reason that just like stock up as you can. And, you know, that's hard. You know, even you... Laura, the other day, was saying how you only get, what, four test, four pen needles a day? Oh, my God. Yeah, I just had to fight with them this morning. So usually the fight's with insurance. Um, yours is with your doctor, right? Well, because of that, because he just is following my, what my insurance wants to cover, and he doesn't disagree with them. So oh, okay. I guess, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's, I finally got it overruled today by the doctor. Good. But that's the thing to think about. Like when you get your prescriptions, make sure there's enough for extra. Like if right. you test seven times a day, maybe get a prescription for 10 or 12 and you'll slowly get that back up. I mean, me at the beginning of the year, I had issue with my insurance and getting more Frezza, and I pretty much ran out of my stockpile of backups. I was on like the last, like two, I had two days left. And now I'm slowly refilling it again. And so if, it could be anything, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be coronavirus. Are you uh, concerned taking a Frezza with the respiratory 
nature of it. <laughs> you know, I actually emailed my doctor this morning and asked her about that, and I haven't heard back. But presumably, if I did get a respiratory disease, I don't know if it would work as well. But I do have some vials of Humalog and some syringes from my, uh, from my pump days as a backup. I think we're all going to get through this as a, as, a, as a world, as a, I don't know, population. I think it will be rough. But I think as long as we wash our hands. Use common sense. Don't sneeze on each other. Um, and don't do stupid things. Well, how about the social distancing thing too? Like, so I was supposed to go to that type one meetup in Vegas this weekend. I'm not going to that anymore. Is that still they on? Said, well, I asked today and they, they said it was still happening, but I did get a text tonight saying maybe we should cancel. And I'm like, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. And then I was supposed to host one in LA that I didn't even announce next month. And I'm not going to even attempt to do that. Well, the Type 1 Nation here in L.A. for this upcoming Sunday was canceled. So everyone who was going to come and see me, uh, you'll have to wait till August 23rd. So mark your calendars. Pretty much everything is canceled and you should just stay home. Just, yeah. You know, boot up the Netflix. Yeah, binge watch some shows. Um, Don't panic. Yeah. Just be smart. What do we always say? Just be prepared. We have a second part of this conversation where we focus on emergency preparedness for disasters like earthquakes, hurricanes, and more. You can hear that on Out of Range After Dark by joining the Beta Cell Fan Club. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to every episode of After Dark. That money goes towards hosting the podcast and website, but also to things like transcriptions of episodes, the illustrations for Thicker Than Water, live show costs when we're no longer social distancing, and much more. Now that we're stuck at home, this is the perfect time to binge listen to all 16 episodes of After Dark that you've missed. Follow the link in the show notes or on our website to join. This has been Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm James. I'm Laura. Stay safe and wash your hands. Stay safe.